Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Today, I want to talk to you about the blessing of God, the blessings of God in your life. Have you felt blessed lately? Do you look at everything in your life and thank God for all the major blessings that you have in your life? Would you like to have more blessings? Would you like to understand how God works through those blessings? So that's what we're going to talk about today, the blessings of God. I'm so glad you joined me today. And I want to give you a couple of scriptures before we get started. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. So James 1.17, you might want to write that down and use it this week in your own life to understand that every perfect gift comes from above. And then Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Not that everything happens is good, but they all work together. God uses them all together for our good. And so Romans 8.28, you might want to write that down for your understanding of this lesson a little bit more as we go into this next coming week. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for the people that are listening to our podcast today. Lord, just bless them in their coming in and their going out. Be a major blessing in their life. Lord, open up our hearts and our minds and anything that I say during this podcast. Let it be a blessing to those who are listening through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you have your Bible with you today. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2. This is an exciting lesson, an exciting story about a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. And so Acts chapter 10, verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion, in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius, and Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon, the tanner whose house is by the sea. So Cornelius was a man who loved God who didn't understand all the things of God, but he loved God. Somehow he had the understanding of who God was and who he was in the world. And so he prayed to God and he gave to the poor on a regular basis. He was a God-fearing man and a very devout man. And to be devout, the definition of devout is to be totally committed to a cause or a belief. And he was God-fearing and he loved God and he wanted answers about God. He wanted to know more about God. He wanted to walk with God. And so at the same time, he's giving Peter a vision about the same subject. And Peter's vision and trance that he goes into, 
was all about unclean food and all this. So I wanted to read this part of it so you'll understand what was happening in Peter's life at the same time that it was happening for Cornelius and Cornelius's life. And so here it is in verse 9. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey approaching the city, Peter was up on the roof to pray. He became very hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. So Peter hears this three times and understands that this is something God really wants him to understand. It happens three times in, in his trance that he was in. And while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate, and they called out for Peter. God tells Peter, the people that are coming to see you, you need to go with them. So Peter's understanding, he sees this vision of this unclean reptiles and animals to eat. But the vision not just meant about food, it also meant about people. Because back then, Jews could not really be around Gentiles. They looked at them as being unclean. But this is what the Lord says to Peter. Simon, three men are looking for you. That's when the three men came from Cornelius to find Peter. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. So the four of them go on their way to Cornelius's house. So Peter goes with them and obeys the Lord. And I'm sure both men were trying to figure out, what is the Lord saying to us? Cornelius is saying, what is this Peter going to tell us when he comes to our house? Now, this is all the blessing of God. You've got to realize that when you love God and you're faithful in serving God, he is going to talk to you. He's going to walk with you. And this really brings me, my very first point in this lesson is, when you're talking with God, when you're walking with God, when you're serving God, He will direct your paths. He will talk with you. He will show you visions, dreams, send people to you. He will lean things on your heart. He will speak to you. Uh, He'll send finances to help you when you need them. Your circumstances will work out when you need them because he'll put people and places and things in your pathway so that things will work out for you. Angels will be sent to help you. You may not see them but they're around you to protect you, to watch over you. God uses angels. And most of all, he will save your family from eternal separation with God. What a blessing and what a wonderful lesson. So at the same time, God talks to both men about kind of the same subject. So finally, they were about 30 miles apart in geography. So Peter had to walk. And so Peter gets to the house. And as soon as he gets to the house, Cornelius falls to his knees, and Peter says, I'm just a man. You need to get up. And while talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are all aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate or visit with a Gentile, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. When he went into that vision, that trance, and God showed him that these animals that he could eat that in the Jewish law were unclean, 
unclean, but God told them those are not unclean to eat anymore, but also people are not unclean. You can go before him. You can help save the Gentile now, Peter. He sent him out, and he gave him the understanding of what he was trying to tell Peter when he came before Cornelius's family. So when I was sent for, Peter says in verse 29, I came without any objection. May I ask for why you've sent me? He, he said, I'm going to come into your house because I don't look at you any longer as being impure because God gave him that vision. He opened up his heart and he said, you need to be a blessing to these people. So Cornelius answered three days ago, I was in my house praying at the hour at three in the afternoon, and the angel came to me and said to send for you. Peter in verse 34 says, okay, now I realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. This is such an important key part of being blessed by God. Listen to what he says again. Peter says to Cornelius and his family, he says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. What you're doing for God today matters in the kingdom of God, and God hears your prayers, and he sees what you do. So when you're being a blessing to someone else, you got to look back. This is my number two point is, when, when you want to be blessed, just bless someone else, and God's going to bless you even more. In my own life, it worked like this when I was very young, and I taught Sunday school before I became an inspirational ordained minister. I was working towards the goal and I didn't even know that God was going to do this in my life one day, but God revealed the scriptures to me, and over 30 plus years, God taught me the Bible so that I could teach you and encourage you and become an encourager. And as I blessed others with the word, actually, I was the one that got blessed even more. Yes, I studied for days every week and still do. Every day I open up my Bible and I'm reading to encourage you. I'm reading every single day. Being led by the Holy Spirit, I have these lessons all the time. But as you be a blessing to people, God will bless you. In Cornelius's situation, if you remember, if we go back to 10 verse 2, he and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. He was so God-fearing, he loved God so much that he wanted to do God's will, and that included loving others and being kind and giving to the poor. So when you're being a blessing to someone, and that blessing might be, it comes in all kinds of things. Whatever you're good at, you can bless people at. If you're a good chef, you can cook for them. If you're just a great neighbor and you love your neighbors like God commands, you can do favors for them. You can help them in their yard, or you can bring them some baked goods, or you can pray for them right in their yard if they need prayer over someone that's sick or if they have needs. Just remember that every time you're doing something great for somebody else, God is watching, and He's going to bless you for it. You don't give a blessing out to get a blessing, but you've got to understand these principles are in place. And just as if you have a son or daughter and you're pleased with them, if you're pleased with your son or daughter, you're going to give them more responsibility. You're going to maybe do more things for them. You're going to appreciate them more. You're going to bring them more gifts because you can trust them, because you've seen how they've matured, how they've grown up. And when you become a blessing, then God will bless you even more. So back to our story. 
Peter had the blessing to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, and that was Cornelius's family. And Cornelius had a need. He wanted his family to be saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. He wanted them to have an eternal home. He wanted them to be saved from hell. And of course, Peter wanted to preach the gospel, and he thought he was only called to the Jews. But then God opened it up to the whole world and said, preach the gospel in all the world. So this is what he was teaching Peter at the same time. Listen to this, what Peter preaches to them. He says, We are witnesses of everything Jesus did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. Jesus was seen by over 1,000 people after he was rose from the dead. He was not seen by all people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he was the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. While Peter is preaching to this family, and this is verse 44, what a key verse. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. So the Holy Spirit falls upon Cornelius' house. And it's likened to when I was a young child and I was sitting in a Baptist church and I heard the gospel being preached and I was just like eight or nine years old. I heard the gospel, but here's what I heard. I heard the Holy Spirit inside my heart say, you need a savior. You need to come down front. You need to be saved. You need to accept me as your savior. And I'm going to give you eternal life, forgive you of your sins. Here I'm eight years old and I'm hearing this. And I'm in uh, the pew with my mom and dad and my brother and sister. And I bolt down to the front of the altar during the altar call. I just run down there with tears in my eyes. I said, I want to be saved. And they rejoiced in the midst. The Holy Spirit had fallen into that church, and the presence of God was there, and God saved me. And this is the result of him saving me. I'm so thankful, and I'm so blessed because he saved me, a sinner saved by the blood of Jesus. And so, This is what happened in this house, and I know what it is because it happened to me, and I'm sure so many of you have had the same experience when you heard that knock of the Holy Spirit on your heart's door. You opened up to Him, and He became your Savior. So while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit as we have. So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And so the third point I've got in here. The main blessing of God starts with your family or your home being saved. And that's what happened to Cornelius and his family. He loved his family so much. He said, the man of God is coming. Let's get together. So he brought his relatives and his friends, and he told everybody about Peter, and he was a disciple of the Lord Jesus, and we're going to listen to him. So because of Cornelius's humbleness and his love for God, God saves his family. Wow, what a wonderful blessing this is, and what a lesson. You know, God took two people at the same time, gave them different visions so they would come together, so a whole family would be saved. What about you? Do you have somebody in your family that's not saved yet, that's not born again? 
Are you worried about them? Start praying for them. Start calling out to God. Continue to faithfully serve God. Be a blessing to all that come in contact with you. And God will help save that individual. He will call that individual out as you continue to pray on that person's behalf. Don't lose hope. Keep praying for him. Uh, I've got a person in my life that I prayed for for 20 years. Came every Sunday. I'd go down the altar and pray for this person. 20 years later, that person got saved right at that altar where I prayed for that person. And I'm so thankful for that because that person now is whole in Christ. Their life is made whole, and they have joy and love and patience and wisdom. They have Galatians 5.22, all the fruit of the Spirit in their life, and they're blessing others. They have become such a blessing since they became saved and leading others to Christ and others to the church. So I'm, I'm just so thankful for the power of God and the blessing of being saved. Number four, nothing is impossible with God. Jesus said in Matthew 19.26, with man... This is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And I want to ask you today, what blessing do you need in your life today? There's something that you've been praying about. There's something that you've been hoping for, that you've been wishing for. But I'm here to tell you, your season's coming. Stay with it. Stay fervent. Stay persistent. Stay strong in the faith. Keep praying to God. Keep bringing it up to God what that blessing is that you need, and it will come to fruition for you. And I can see this in my own life so many times. Me and my prayer partners and my inner sanctum of prayer partners, we prayed for things, and they have come true. 85% of all the things that you pray for, if you're fervent in your prayer, will come true. The other 15% is Maybe, maybe down the road, the answer could be no, the answer could be yes, but 85% of all your prayers really come true because God will give you the desire of your heart as you trust and are faithful in your walk with Him. And so, nothing's impossible with God. You may think it is in the natural, of course it is, but not in the supernatural of God. Number five, God's blessing of forgiveness of sins eternal life, and the blessing is for everyone in every nation. I want you to understand today that in Acts 10, this began the gospel of Jesus Christ across the whole world. Look at verse 34. It says, Then Peter began to speak, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. And 1 Chronicles 16, 25, 33 says, For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord and glory do his name. Bring an offering and come before him because he is the one true God. Jesus Christ is the one true God and he's the savior of the world and we are all blessed in him. Number six, one of the great one of God's, number six, one of God's great blessing is his word. You know, Peter went to Cornelius's house with a word from God. Now, we have the Bible today, and we can read that Bible on it. I just love my Bible. I, I think that you should have a Bible everywhere. 
I like it on my phone and my tablet, but I love a real Bible that I can open up. And every Sunday when I preach and teach, it's through a real Bible. And I just love the Bible. You know, if you're a man, take a small one and put it in your pocket, put it in your car. If you're a woman, put one in your purse. Carry the Word with you wherever you go. Learn the Word. Put it on your heart. I love Psalm 119 that says, I have placed your word in my heart so I would not sin against thee. And of course, that's such a wonderful word from God that the word of God will teach you things that you do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, I will teach you things, unbelievable things you do not know. That's what the Word of God does. And so it helps us to get through life because we understand God's playbook. And if we live by that, then we are blessed in every way. Because the Bible says that if you know the Word of God and you know His wisdom, years will be added to your life. Uh, So many things, wisdom of God, forgiveness, understanding, love. You, You get to know all about life through the Bible and what God expects of us. Number seven, God blesses you with the Holy Spirit. Every day when I wake up, I talk to the Holy Spirit because He lives in me. And I want to be guided by the Spirit. Don't walk by the flesh, by what you see. Walk by the Spirit. And His presence comforts me. When I get a bad call that I'm so sad because, you know, somebody has passed away or somebody is sick or somebody is hurting, uh, that presence of God comforts me and strengthens me to be a blessing to others so I can have a great attitude and I can have an optimistic attitude and I can fight back through the presence of God uh, when I need extra love for others. God gives me that extra love. It all is the source. He's the source and we're the vessel. He's filling us up with His love as we listen to the presence of the Holy Spirit, as we learn the Word by His presence telling us what that Word means. That's why Christians today need to read the Word and pray, and God will share the understanding with you so you will know what He's trying to tell you during your day. And it's every day. You have to have the Word of God and prayer every day in your life if you're going to be a dedicated Christian and get the fulfillment of every blessing that He wants. Some of you have been missing the blessings of God. Why? Because you're not in the Word and because you're not praying. If you'll get into the Word, if you'll pray, and if you'll trust those Bible promises, you'll see the hand of God in your life, and He'll move mountains for you. And you will have blessings, so many blessings, your cup will overflow. Isn't it a wonderful lesson today about Cornelius and Peter? And the last point I have today, God saves Cornelius and his whole family, and he can save yours too today. And I'm not just talking about saving your family from eternal hell, because your family may be already saved, but what about everyday life? Jesus came in John 10.10. He said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. There's a better life. There's a better way to live. And a lot of people are not living that better life. They're not living through Jesus Christ and the Word of God and in prayer. They're doing it on their own. And I can tell you in my own life when I was young, I loved the Lord with all my heart, and I was a good person overall, but I wasn't living every minute, every day for God. And 
When I finally turned my life to him completely, every door of my life I gave to him, I cried. I got on my knees and said, Lord, I love you so much. I just want you to take my life and you do whatever you want to do with it. And I am so thankful I did. What a blessing it is. I've got my family saved. He's using encouraging moments to bless the world and the people are listening today, I love you in the Lord, and I want you to have what I have. And that's the joy like a fountain in my life. And that only comes from God being a blessing in your life by serving Him, loving Him, reading your Bible, getting into a fellowship that's a joyful fellowship. Come back all the time to Encouraging Moments. I've been called to be your personal encourager. I want to encourage you every day to live the life that Jesus Christ promised in John 10.10. And I want to be your inspiration through the Word of God for every day of your life. If you need anything, please come back over and over and over again. I promise We will do our best through the power of the Holy Spirit to inspire you and take you to the best life you've ever had. In Jesus' name, man, oh, I'm so thankful that we came together today. Anything that you're worried about with your family, you take it to God. And I'm going to do that right now because I don't know what you need, but God does. Dear Heavenly Father, Someone's out there right now, and they're hurting over a family member, over a relationship, over a financial situation. Uh, Father, it may be a sickness. It may be a worry about a grandchild or a child or a young adult. Father, nothing is impossible for you. You are the supernatural God who created us, who loves us. Lord, I put that situation at your feet and ask a major blessing for my brother or sister in Christ. Lord, come to their aid on their situation that they have right now. You know, Father, what they need. And in the next few days, give them a blessing. Let their cup overflow. Let them have an encouragement knowing that the power of God has hit their life and what they want and what they need in their life. Turn it around, Father. Let it be positive in their life, and let them see you answer their prayer in Jesus' name. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I love you in the Lord. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.